You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to another episode of the World's Team brought to you by Blogging the Boys in partnership, as always, with SB Nation. I'm Meg Murray, and I'm joined today, as always, by my co-host from across the pond, Paul Stewart. Welcome, Paul. Yo, yo, yo. What's happening? Well, a lot is happening this week. Um, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No Uh, no lack of news. (laughs) Yeah, where where do we start? Where do we start? That's the question. (laughs) I don't know. I think the uh, the one that probably shocked me the most might have been the news that Blake Jarwin is uh, got major hip surgery. Yeah, and he's out between six and eight months, and and it's not a common injury for an active player, and just even the words hip surgery. That could probably define the rest of your career or might even potentially end it. So I'm just a bit shocked, if I'm being honest. Like I, I hope Jarwin returns in good feel, good health, and et cetera, et cetera. But it's now going to leave a big question mark What, like with the whole Dalton Schultz situation now and even potentially in the draft. So, and... <sighs> It's just, it really just opens up fair game to what we're going to do now, you know? Yeah, I mean, so looking at our tight end situation as it stands, um, with a injury that's like six to eight months potentially yeah, think, for recovery, yeah. and that's like, that's pretty... Um, you, you can pretty much write off Brett Jarwin this, out this whole season because by the time he gets back to full match fitness and stuff like that, you may be adding... I don't know, X amount of time to get up to that peak fitness. You're talking about near enough, an extra couple of months. And by the time he comes back, is he going to be up to speed with the playbook, et cetera, et cetera. So, well, and take into account that he missed all of last year too, for the most part. Yeah. yeah. And and also he's, he's if all of our tight ends, he's on the big contract right now. Where does that leave us in terms of what do we do here? So... Um, it's a lot of questions to kind of, uh, we can obviously kind of really dive into everything right now and dissect it down, but it, it just really does question what the hell are we going to do when it comes to the deadline and also the draft? Like there's just so many, uh, possibilities where we just don't know. Like I'm, I'm, cause I was talking to Mike about it from UK Cowboys and obviously, um, Jamie, and we were just kind of like, I literally have no idea what we're going to do now in terms of, because it seems now more and more positions are now becoming a more desperate need. Like, because initially we talked about O-line being our biggest need, then it was linebacker. Now it, it, it seems to be 
it could potentially be tight end. And now, and this is what's trying to lead into is wide receiver. Uh, so, and and I'm uh, and this is the thing about the whole Amari Cooper situation now. I know I'm trying to jump in from one run to the other, but it's still big news. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll quickly tie up Blakey jars in a bow real quick. Um, just, you know, Dalton Schultz and Jeremy Sprinkle are hitting free agency. Um, that's kind of where this um, becomes a huge issue for us. Yeah, because um, yeah, I find the only tight end it's guaranteed to the roster is Sean McEwen, and that's it. I believe. Yeah, I mean, uh, I the, wrong, have Ian, I'll, I'll, yeah, Ian Bunting, yeah. Yeah, yeah and Bunting, yeah, yeah. Um, but you you don't feel good leaving um, that position in just their hands, given that they haven't, you know, played many snaps. Um, yeah, that's up. So that's when you start to think about, like, and this has become a topic of conversation this week, um, just do they tag – Dalton Schultz and try to work out a deal or See, yeah, yeah so here's and that's another thing it's like if we tag Dalton Schultz then how does that affect the cap how does that affect like because that's a one-year deal pretty much I'm, I'm, I can't remember how the franchise tag works I can't remember I don't know if all of it's pretty much guaranteed but um, it, so, it still would take a big mess on yeah, yeah. I mean, that's going to be our issue. And I think that's why, um, you know, they're more so talking about um, releasing Amari Cooper and um, making these big moves that we would never expect them to make um, is because our yeah, and is in trouble. And, and this is the thing I'm, I'm, I'm a wee bit, I hate to use this term, dumbfounded. Like, because... Exactly right. <laughs> like, because like, the issue is not necessarily Amara Cooper. It's mm-hmm. like it's not his fault. The fact he's only being targeted three or four attempts per game. That's on our offensive coordinator. But the other issue is, it's like, why would we give up our star wide receiver for a tight end, like four slash whatever? Like, like there's no the. It's the blockers, exactly. Like, like, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of things you can criticize about Dalton Schultz. He's definitely a good catch and tight end, but he's not just necessarily a, a, a run block tight end. Um, but I'm I'm still kind of confused. It's like, why would you want to let America go? Give like take away the whole a uh, cap situation away because you like there's talks about we're gonna bring back Gallup. That's another risk because he's just had ACL done. Yes. Like, yeah. I, it, it, it feels like, I, like you know that meme of the dog with having a cup of coffee and the whole office is on fire? <laughs> That's yeah. what I literally feel like what's going on right now with the Dallas, within the Dallas Cowboys right now. It's like, what the hell do we do? And I'm not too, and I'll be honest, I'm not too confident how it's been kind of been just brought out to the public like that. Like during interviews by Stephen Jones and stuff, like that, I, I was just like, it's not going to send the right message to, especially the, to the fans. So and 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 for me, I'm like, uh, what do we do? What do we do? Yeah, I mean, I think so. This is what I think they're looking at. Um, it looks like Cooper is due twenty million dollars um, mm-hmm. on the fifth day of the league new year if they release him. Um, after that, 
they only count six million against the salary cap and not twenty-two million. So it's I don't I hate it in general. I think yeah. it's a very very unpopular. Um, it's it's very unpopular. Move. Like yeah. even even RJ kind of spoke about it. Uh, mm-hmm. Even through Twitter and through the emergency um, a video that a podcast that he did regarding yeah. this, and I completely agree. Like, I, I just don't see how this actually benefits us to a certain extent. We're not. We're, it's going to weaken our wide receiver position. It's going to increase our need to draft a wide receiver much more higher up when we match more like in more need of other positions and that's what i'm more concerned about like it just seems like now right receivers are starting to take more a precedence over for example offensive line linebacker and defensive line because we still even we haven't even talked about the whole situation when it comes to d-line does that it like the contrast right. with uh, the market a uh, uh, d-law and yeah. what would i do with randy gregory that comes into play as well it's like it's it's not it's not very um i'm trying to find the, the right word here optimistic it's not very optimistic sounding the way how things are going right now but and the season is not even started yet yeah it's like for a team that seemed so together um and like like huge contenders at the beginning of last season having this much influx is really nerve wracking. Um, Mm -hmm. and yeah, I mean, you make a good point about just the stability of the wide receiver core. Um, you know, thinking about how, you know, Dak did struggle down the line last year and having trouble, like a a little bit, just being comfortable with his wide receivers. If you're like throwing a bunch of new guys in the mix, like how is that going to affect someone that you've really put a lot of, um, time and money into. So you're kind of, you're, you're playing with, you're playing with a lot here. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like for, for Lisa, Steven and Jerry right now, um, it, it seems like they're, they're still doing what they've been doing for God knows how long now. It's like, when it comes to contracts and players and stuff like that, like, like for example, there was the whole Byron Jones. I know we're kind of, I'm jumping, jump, jump to down, but no, you're good. Like, but we're, like you've got, like, say, your Byron Jones, your Demarcus Wears, players that we've actually let go because of contracts, but it seems to be any player we do give a contract and send them on to a longer term deal, they don't fill that expectation. To extent, but that may be not necessarily on the player. Like, it was right. like, for example, Dez, like, Dez got his new contract, but he got injured, but he came back to still play, but he wasn't getting the balls, uh, the ball thrown to him as much due to the coaching under uh, the offensive coordinator under Linehan at the time. There's so many facts, and now it seems to be the same with Cooper, with uh, Kellen Moore. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just so many questions. I'm just, I'm, it's now frazzling my brain. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm, it's, I just don't know how to digest all this in one go. I know um, Kelsey and I have talked about this a lot, um, but I need to get your opinion on this. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you feeling about Kellen Moore after last year? Not confident, if I'm being perfectly honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's the inconsistency is my main biggest concern. Like there's there's games where we look absolutely world class, 
our league, best team in NFL. And there's days where we look absolute rubbish, like where we just cannot string a drive together, cannot string. It seems to be free and out, free and out, free and out. Right. And and it should have been a team that we should have beat easily. So my main concern is the inconsistency. The other uh, problem I've got is, is trying reintroduce the run game, but we can't really necessarily do that. But that's now down to the, the, the one of the point regards to the O-line. But I don't know. It's... The whole news about Cooper and Jarwin is just come. It's just, that, that's just kind of throw a curveball to my thought process against Kellen Moore. Like, it really did because you knew that you knew that some positions were going to be in flux, but I I certainly didn't think that. I knew that you know we were likely going to lose Dalton Schultz, but um, I was fine with at least having Blake Jarwin um, as an option for next yes, season. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whether that tandem was going to be elite, uh, probably not. But still, um, you feel you feel good with Blake um, at the helm. But yeah, it's it's a lot. Um, I don't know. It's and there, I mean, there's certainly something that's that wasn't working last season. And yeah, you can't put it all on Kellen. No, you can't. You can't. There is definitely some decision making from mm-hmm. from that from Dag. Um, mm-hmm. It's really questionable. Um, where you had like a Cooper completely wide open, completely yeah. freed up the space. But why did you throw it to a guy who was double covered? Like, it made no sense. Like making exactly. the wrong reads. So, I mean, but in terms of the actual the playbook, what plays are going out? Yeah, the, that's on Kellen. But in terms of the yeah. reads, it's definitely on Dax. So, but I'll, and again, a lot of the blame could be put onto the lack of, like, lack of force we've got in our offensive line. Mm-hmm. He's not that maybe having to rush the throw the ball. Our O line's not making the right blocks. Lack of communication. Like I remember specifically, there was one time where um, Connor Williams and Tyre Biadish ended up miscommunicating, and both they actually ended up nearly blocking each other. At yeah. one point, and I can't remember what game it was, but I was just, I was like, God, we're just, well, I hope we're not just turning into the Giants after this. And I hope I was the only one that just noticed that. But no, uh, it, there are quite a few people yeah. noticed that, unfortunately. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on surprise The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, um... The internet has not been kind to Tyler Biotich, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> no, or Connor Williams. No, or Connor Williams, but, correct. And to be fair, I'm one of his biggest critics, so... Um... <laughs> That's good to know. But yeah, I mean, it certainly makes you think, like, maybe this is part of a deeper chemistry issue that they're mm. they're seeing and we're not, you know, privy to. Um, just because, you know, Cooper had always been, since he got here... Um, it's kind of a safety blanket for Dak into uh, uh, yeah, he's always been reliable, regardless. Mm-hmm. Like, like 
I cannot recall like if you were to if you were to put a percentage on Amari Cooper of making drop dropped passes, you would put it in under ten percent. Yeah. Under that, like his completion rate is definitely in the nineties for sure. I'm pretty mm-hmm. like, since he's been with Dallas and he's why he's not been targeted as much. I don't not know. I can understand yeah. him as a player his frustrations because he did say that. It's like, give me the ball more, give me the ball more. But if we let him go, I'm just, I'm really curious to know what we're going to do when it comes to free agency and the draft. And that's the thing. Are we going to be able to afford some of these free agents to come in? Are we going to have to move up the ladder into like the second, even first round for our right receiver now? That's the, it's it's literally, it's it's literally growing arms and legs, this whole this whole week it's just mm-hmm. leading up to so many questions and it's just <laughs> yeah well and then it, i know um this topic has been discussed a lot so i'm not going to dwell on it but it just you know our um our mo is always that we don't get splashy in free agency whereas you know you you watch the rams do that this year and i mean look how that turned out so I, and I don't foresee that like the Cowboys going in all in on that just because it's not something that they do because they think they can do, no, no. They think they can do enough in the draft. Um, so that kind of takes us to the combine this week, which you have been paying close attention to. I have been yeah. in Colorado, so I have not. So I'm going to let you go. Yeah, so, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So obviously a, the majority has obviously just been mostly the offense uh, I've not had a look at the defense yet because they're due to uh, uh, they, they were due uh, today. Uh, sorry, yesterday. Sorry, um, I have not had a chance to look at it yet. But overlooking at the offense, and I've kind of just took like, the three main positions that were well likely to make some dip into, and uh, that's all line, tight end, and wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And the free so the three tight ends I've looked at which kind of really stood out for me is Jelani Woods from Virginia, six foot seven, 259 pounds, oh. run, blo- run block tight end, but he can also go, go down deep as well. He has the ability to make some good catches and he's really caught, he's really made up a stock in the, uh, in the combine so far. There's also Trey McBride who actually made the catch very similar to um, CD Lamb in his combine, which is like the 360 ton. Oh. Like, I don't know if you so did finish something to that, and also there's Jake Ferguson. Uh, so, so Trevor Bryce from Colorado, he's six foot four, 249 pounds, and there's a uh, Jake Ferguson from Wisconsin. So, he so that's my kind of order one, two, and three mm-hmm. for likes of wide receivers. And and I know uh, our good friend uh, Jeff Kavanagh it rates him very highly as Mr. Sky Moore yeah. from uh, Western <laughs> Michigan. I am completely on board with that boat, but I don't think we have got a chance to get him. Like, I think he will actually move into the first round the way he's going right now. Yeah. Um, also, there's an our first round right receiver, which I don't think we'll get. It's Cliss Olave from Ohio State. But if there's one guy I do quite like, and I think we will get him maybe in the, set, in the third round potentially, is Alec Pierce from Cincinnati. I do like the look of him. Um, and finally, going into the offensive line, which is my, <laughs> my bread and butter, 
Yes. And at that and defensive line, I need to do that when, when I've got a chance to look at all the D-line. Um, is uh, Kellen Dersh, even though he's a tackle, but he has a really good core and body body strength, efficient movement in his past sets, his effective recognition of execution versus twists, and he's just really an athletic talent. Like That's the only tackle that kind of stood out for me. I mean, you could say... Uh, Benar Reinhardt as well, but I really don't think we'll be look, looking to go into the tackle. So I, the, I've looked more into yeah. like so the, the guards and the two guards that really stood out for me, like is Zion Johnson from Boston College. He's made, I would say he's made the biggest leaps. I think he was like one of the top five in terms of bench press and top five within the 40-yard dash. And there's Cole Strange from Tennessee, Chattanooga. This guy... I really, really <laughs> like, I watched his game film and if we can get him like fourth round, oh, oh, that would be absolutely <laughs> sweet. Because, right. and the one thing I love about Cole is his football IQ. He seems to be in the right position all the time, but he's also got that nasty streak about him. Like, he, he, like there's not, like, if you watch his uh, game film, there's not really many. Um, times where he gets forced back beyond the line of scrimmage, he's the one that is actually making the blocks going beyond, beyond his line of scrimmage. So that's what I like, and that's the one in his zone blocking as well. I, it's and that's one thing I feel as though we kind of lacked as well is the zone blocking within the O line, and that that will definitely help our run game going forward. So that's one guy I'm very interested in is where Mister Cole Strange will go. It just sounds weird saying that surname, to be honest. It reminds me of Doctor, obviously Doctor Strange, the Marvel character. But, but, uh, but, but it's de- definitely if you get a chance, look up his game film. It's really interesting to watch. Love that. Well, I mean, I, I have no idea where <clears throat> this man would fall in terms of. Um... So far, well, so far, Strange is kind of projected to go between early fourth round, mid third mm-hmm. round. Like he's in that bracket, but I think he will get picked up late, later. Um, like Zion Johnson, he, it could be late first round, it could be early second round, or even depending what other teams' needs are. It really depends. Zion's definitely, I'd say he's in that bracket. He might like. Everyone is having so many different opinions, but he's definitely raising his stock in the combine right now. Yeah, and okay, my personal pet cat now is um, Cam Jurgens, and I'll oh, tell you, yes. I'll give you could, three reasons I, I, why. Yeah, I, I, I completely <laughs> one, missed him. Number one, he's a Nebraska Cornhusker. Mm. I love them. Number two, <laughs> he's really fast. And number three, his nickname is Beef Jerky. It's going, to be, it's going to be one of the most corniest nicknames I've ever heard, but I love it at the same time. But he, like, after watching some of his combine footage and that, he, like, I haven't watched much game film of him, mm-hmm. but but he is quite a unit. He oh, is yeah. quite a unit. So I mean, bye bye Tyler Biotic. See ya. <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I suppose there's another person we could probably also talk about just briefly as well. Yeah. Um, is Daniel Falali as well? Wait, the, Daniel Ferrari? Yeah, F- Falali. 
Este, oh, cool. I was going to say, someone's last name is Ferrari. That No, Falali. Fel- like, sorry, it's my accent. I do apologize. <laughs> sorry, everyone. Sorry. <laughs> no, I got excited. Like, I was like, he must be like, fast. <laughs> like, well, it's the, when I saw him, it's like, there was talk about him before the combine and the senior bowl and stuff like that. He could, has the raw potential to be second round or even late first round, but I, I've no bit, but I just need to make the comment that is going to be one of the biggest dudes I've ever seen in the O line. <laughs> like, I, I'm trying to remember that. Like, hold on, I've got his weight actually noted down here. Actually, I think, yeah. So, wait till you hear this Daniel Falali from Minnesota, height six foot eight, weight 384 pounds. Oh my 300, god, <laughs> his wingspan is 85 and one eighth inches. So that is pretty much the exact same length as UFC heavyweight, uh, UFC light heavyweight John Jones in terms of reach. Mm-hmm. So he can really knock someone out from, <laughs> from a distance if he wanted to. <laughs> and his hand size is 11 inches and his RA arm, arm length is 35 and one eighth inches. So um, yeah, the, the dude's massive, but <laughs> but he's very raw. I think. Yeah. I think he'll probably be one of those type of guys where you will come in and probably lightly start, but you won't see him properly um, a flourish till mm-hmm. his second and third season. He's one of those. He's he's got the potential, but he'll be like developing at the same time. Yeah, I mean, and I feel like this O line is gives you the potential really to, you know, get in the mix early. And also, um, you know, if, if you got it, you got it. So there's also that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, when you've got the players like Satire and Zach and Lyle and stuff like that, guys are are being together as that proper unit for a wee while now. Mm -hmm. It's like, you're going to learn off them regardless, whoever we bring in, like make, make no mistake. We will, and we need to draft O-line at some point in this draft. We need to, because obviously there's a Connor Williams. I think he's going off the free agency. We don't know if we're going to bring him back. I hope not. That's my personal opinion, (laughs) because I've had had enough of that experiment. I think we need to move on and try and get someone that is a lot more bigger, someone's actually naturally designed to play guard. Like, we need that big nasty right in the middle in the opposite side of Zach Martin. So I think that's what we need to help bring that balance to the O-line as well. Someone that's well communicated as well. And that, and that's the, I think that's one of the biggest problems as well, just overall. It's like, it just be, seems to be a lack of communication to know what your assignment, what your blocks are as well. I love that you called it a big nasty because I, <laughs> I don't feel like we've had like a big nasty since like Travis Frederick left. Like he was, he was nasty. Yeah, I mean, you could probably put uh, Mackenzie Bernard in that equation, oh, even though, he, yeah, 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 like, like, because even though he wasn't necessarily a full on starter, but whenever he was in the field, like, he would ram it down your throat for sure. <laughs> like, and he, he, that's one guy I would never to be up against for sure. <laughs> well, it's funny because like he's a total peach in real life, but yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> on the field, not so much. Yeah, like, <laughs> lovely guy, absolute lovely guy. Oh my gosh. Yes. So, um, I think, was there anything else that you were taking away from the combine, 
um, so far. I, that you um, I completely disregard the quarterbacks. I okay. have no one. Inter- I mean, there's, there's, there's no point. Like, yeah. Like, unless we, unless we, I don't know, do a whole narrow round seven, picking up an experimental quarterback again, or it's going to be the whole Danucci saga again. I don't know. I. Again, yeah, again, it adds more questions. What the hell we're going to do? So, if you're, if you, if you, if I can summarize everything right now with Jarwin Cooper and what we're going to do in the draft is question mark. Simple yeah. as that. Like one character is just the question mark symbol, and just shrug my shoulders. That's it. <laughs> no idea. Well, it's something that we're definitely going to have to keep an eye on um, yeah. coming up. So, you know. Yeah. So, but uh, but also, uh, just before we finish up, um, just to kind of clarify about the, I, I sent RJ and he uh, brought it up with the Roundtable podcast to let the guys know about the whole article about the uh, rotation system mm-hmm. for the international series. Yeah. So I just want to kind of briefly make this quick. So, it turns out from this year, from 2022, it's so the home designated home teams will be NFC. So that obviously that will be Green Bay, New Orleans, Arizona, Tampa Bay. That's your four home teams. But obviously with Jacksonville, that's they are voluntarily the designated home team because they're part of the NFL UK. Um, they're basically that's their team yeah. they want to associate with. So Jacksonville always will be over, but and it's always going to be AFC versus NFC. So just to clarify that, so in terms of how the rotation system works, and uh, there's only two teams that Jackson could potentially face, and that's New York Giants or the Dallas Cowboys. So it's a it's a 50-50 chance that we're going to get that London spot. So and also <laughs> and also for uh for our audience as well, when it comes to the the home game, um when that when that comes up, so Obviously, this year is 2022, so it's always going to be 2024, 26, 28, 2030. One of those years is when Dallas is going to be the home team. But with the international market agreement, it's most likely that the home game is going to be hosted in Mexico rather than going to London in that yeah. case. So that makes more perfect sense. It's it's more aligned to what the agreements have been and. And it, it just takes two and two together to get, oh yeah, it makes more sense that way. Yeah, no, that's a super good point. And, you know, we, everyone knows that we have our eyes on this because we all oh, want to yes. go see you guys over there at the UK Cowboys. And, you know, you guys deserve to have the, have that team come visit you again. So, <laughs> all right. Well, Paul, tell everyone where they can find you. Um, and also about your UK Cowboys shows and stuff coming up this week. Yeah, sure. You can uh, find me at I am Stu on Twitter and Instagram. And also you can catch us on the UK Cowboys, uh, UK DCTV. Um, our Twitter handler is UK Cowboys fans. And we're normally live every Tuesday and Thursday at 9 p.m. in the UK. So that's about... 3 p.m. Texas time. Yeah, yeah. six hours. Yeah, six hours time difference. Perfect. Well, you can find me at at Meg Murray with four R's on um, Twitter and Instagram. We're gonna keep an eye on all things going on with the Cowboys for you. Um, yeah. And you can catch 
um, a new show every day on the Blogging the Boys Network. And you can rate, review, and subscribe on any platform that uh, works for you. And we will see you guys next week. Yep, see you guys next week.